it's three things. If I had to put it into a framework, all it is is three things. But there's two sides of the three things. So number one, there's your list of five-star schools, which would, should probably be about five or six schools, with four-star schools as backups, again, about five or six schools. So 10 to 12 tops. Number two is you're in conversation with the coach. In fact, you've gone from invisible to the coach to visible, right? He knows about you. Number three is you have a communication plan to educate and motivate that coach according to his timeline. So this is your side of the recruiting puzzle is you've got your list of schools, you're in a conversation with them, you're giving them uh, education and motivation, so updates and um, progress that would help the coach make a decision. Now, on the other side of it, in order to understand the entire process, we sometimes think of it as one-sided, like here's all the stuff I should do, and if I do A, he'll do B. But on the other side, he's got his process, which comes down to three things. He's got his list of prospects, he's in conversation with them, and now instead of educating and motivating like on our side, what he's going to do is he's going to see how the recruiting class evolves according to his needs. So it's not science. You might have a, a, a school that you might be a perfect fit for, but just doesn't have the roster makeup right now to have you on the roster, right? Uh, COVID has made things um, challenging. Recruiting timelines for making a decision are different. Higher academic schools have a longer timeline because they have to get kids into, a, into the school. Bigger schools tend to recruit the better players early and then fill out their rosters later. Every school is different. There's not one division, way, division one way of doing thing, two, three, JUCO or whatever. It's all different. But if, if, if you had to boil it down to three things, it's those three things. And then understanding how you're going to do those three things while the coach has his process of doing things. And so what you're trying to do is once you're in conversation, once you two are in conversation, now your job is to continue to educate, motivate, update until that coach comes time to make a decision. So what, all, what often happens is you get a kid who identifies a school, gets in conversation, and then doesn't say anything. And then just wonders. And because every coach has a different timeline, it can be any. It can be all over the place, and that's what causes confusion. But based on the schools that you select, you can kind of see. You can kind of, you know, we can help you with that to estimate a timeline. But um, you have to understand that you may have a coach who is is uh, a little bit earlier. Their timeline happens earlier, and then coaches that happens late. And sometimes we think the way that one coach responds or interacts is the way that all coaches should or will respond. And it, it's just, like I said, it's, it's not science. It's, it's, it's human relationships. And, and then the structures that we're dealing with, schools and teams and rosters and stuff like that, it's all different. Hey guys, Paul Ruddick here. These clips are taken from calls that I do every week for the baseball community, and these calls are absolutely free to join. If you would like to join these calls, go to BaseballCallWithPaul.com, BaseballCallWithPaul.com, and you can see the schedule of our upcoming calls. We tackle a different subject each week, recruiting, pitching, hitting, the mental game, uh, coaching, uh, parent-player uh, relationships, anything you could think of, anything that helps our young players navigate this new and ever-changing 
changing world of amateur baseball. And there's a point in every call where you can ask questions. So if you'd like to do that, you can, or you can just listen in. So go to Baseball Call with Paul and the schedule of our upcoming calls is there. Thanks.